0: Up Camcast this is another episode of the cam reviews for WandaVision. We got episode seven coming up, so I'm you know, I'm looking forward to talking about that. You know, sorry it's been a couple days since uh, you know, since basically Wandavision came out on Friday. I know it's Tuesday today, the 23rd of uh, February. Uh, just a busy weekend, you know, family filled weekend. Um, and then, you know, it was my mom's birthday on Monday, so I just haven't really had a chance to get this out. And at the same time, like the episode was a lot less fulfilling than I originally thought it was going to be. And originally, you know, I I was looking forward to talking about it and looking forward to do a video on it. But now this was a little bit more difficult to do a video on because nothing really shocked me about this episode. There wasn't a lot that was surprising. Uh, and before we move forward with that, I'm going to go ahead and give a spoilers warning. This is a spoiler warning for WandaVision episode seven. And don't watch or listen to this this, uh, this podcast episode anymore if you haven't seen Episode seven because I have to talk about spoilers, and that's what we do here. So I'm anticipating everybody that's you know going moving forward with me on this pod has already listened or has already watched WandaVision episode seven. And here's your warning three, two, one, okay. Episode seven. I might lose a couple of you today. I might, you know, gain a couple people who who are who are like-minded like I am in terms of what they thought this episode was going to be and where they thought the series was going to go. So my subs right now is that a lot of you guys have already seen, you know, the episode episode 7. You guys are up to date, so I'm not going to give you a full shot by shot recap of what kind of happened in the episode. I'm going to go more in depth about what I don't think worked, what I got right and some of my predictions, some of things that I called and what I think is probably going to happen, okay? So basically in this episode, you know, the fabric around around uh, Wanda is starting to starting to go away she's starting to lose her mind a little bit and uh, it was fun so they're they're doing a 90 or 2000s steam uh, episode for this one it was a combination of both modern family and the office the title sequence was definitely like a uh, a sound that you would hear typically from the the office that that dun, 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 you know that whole thing uh, so that was that was kind of fun and that that leads me to you know an idea that I might have you know later on in the pod but um, definitely, the the reality around Wanda seems to be failing her. She seems to be, you know, having maybe it's because she extended the boundaries that we saw in the previous episode, episode six. So maybe she's having a harder time controlling everything that's going on in the bubble now that the bubble is a lot bigger. Um, so there's that that's going on. At the same time, you have Darcy, who's now in the bubble, played by you know Kat Dennings' character, and Vision remembers her from the night before, and he basically wakes her up and uh, Darcy tells him a little bit about what's going on. They're in a bubble and, you know, stuff like that. So that was, that was interesting. You know, Vision now has somebody who's aligned with him who, you know, has a, has a, has a goal similar to his trying to figure out what's going on, trying to save Wanda. So this is where my issue with the episode kind of begins. The previous episode, episode six, uh, Monica Rambeau and Jimmy Woo, they're on the, you know, on the hunt. They're trying to go to Monica's astrophysicist friend, who we think is going to be a big deal and the, in this episode, they, they wind up going to this army camp where they have this this uh, this shit this I guess this six wheeled vehicle that's supposed to be able to infiltrate this uh, the hex you know the Scarlet Witches or Wanda's hex. But there's no reveal of the astrophysicist, or at least to my knowledge, there's not. So that was a huge letdown. You know, episode six and basically a lot of the show has kind of teased this mystery character, and we've gotten tidbits here and there. It's an astrophysicist. It's somebody who knows a lot about what's going on. It's a male, and we're not greeted by any males at this army base. It's just this six-wheeled, you know, uh, vehicle that's going to go inside the hex. A female colonel or major in the army, and that's pretty much it. So they're giving, you know, they give Monica the six-wheeled uh, vehicle that she's going to try to go into the hex with. It doesn't work, and then she basically, you know, the. She goes, back, she goes in on her own, even though she knows that it's affected her molecular stream and her DNA in a certain way. So she forces her way through, and basically she becomes the new hero, Photon. I got problems with this, okay? First of all, I knew it was going to happen. I think everybody and their mom knew that this was going to happen, but I just, there's something about it that I just really don't really like. Um, it seems like everybody's kind of getting superheroes now, or superpowers now, in really corny, cheesy ways. I don't really, I don't, I didn't, there's something about it that didn't quite work for me. I thought it was cool. Like, I don't know enough about Monica Rambeau to really give a shit that she got powers and that she's now powerful. They're basically telling us like, yeah, this is the little girl that was in Captain Marvel. Her mom was a big deal. She was gone for five years. Now she needs powers. And they're making her oppose, you know, Hayward and he's being strung up as this bad character, which he probably is. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. He probably is. But they're giving, you know, Monica these these powers and we don't really know enough about Monica to really even care. You know, she gets out of the hex and she has these electromagnetic pulses that she can see with her eyes now. Her eyes are going blue. She ends in a superhero landing. She has two of them in this in this episode. Deadpool will be very happy and very excited. Uh, I can see Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool somewhere in the MCU just clapping and just yelling with excitement. Just, you know, now that he's in the MCU it's in some capacity or another. But... There's something about it that just doesn't it just doesn't quite sit right with me. And we knew it was going to happen. I just feel like it happened kind of. It, it was a little too campy for me, a little too corny, a little too cheesy. I would have liked if something happened. Something occurred and her powers were needed to help somebody out. Instead of she goes through again, and we all know it's going that she's going to get her powers right after she goes through again. Um I- There's something about it that doesn't quite sit right with me. So I'm hoping that. In the remaining two episodes, episodes eight and episodes nine, they're able to kind of fix this because I had some problems with it. So like not only did we not get the payoff of the character that I think will eventually be John Krasinski and Reed Richards, you know, being the astrophysicist, they've mentioned a male, they mentioned the space program within SWORD who, you know, you know, Reed Richards becomes an astronaut and they do the whole thing until they become the Fantastic Four. But then they give us the creation of a character that we don't really care about. You know, we don't care about Photon. This is WandaVision, right? We care about Wanda's what's going on with Wanda. We care about what's going on with Vision. Honestly, we care about what's going on with Jimmy Woo a lot more than we care about what's going on with Monica. Because Jimmy Wu is just awesome, right? Randall Park's just an amazing actor. He just Whenever he's on screen, it looks like he's just having the time of his life. And you can just see that as a viewer. And it's, it's fun to watch. And I also am watching it for Katherine Hahn, who is just unbelievable. I mean, she really is like... You know, kind of the heartbeat of this show because, first of all, she's an amazing actress. She's really funny, super underrated. She's kind of like uh, she should have a lot more, you know, acting built acting credits to her her career. That's how good of an actress she is. And you know, I, people know her from you know her her stints in Parks and Rec, Step Brothers. You know, a whole bunch of different things. I think I think she's in Bad Moms too. Um, but anyways, uh, she's great. And basically, like a theory that everyone had online is. She was kind of behind everything and she was, you know, so in the, in the show, she takes Billy and Tommy, like she's watching them while Wanda's having kind of an off day and then Wanda and Wanda in is, okay, Monica goes to the house where Wanda is, goes outside or goes in the house, basically tells Wanda that she needs to get out. They, you know, she needs to come with her and they can save vision and they can do everything that they need to do in order to make everything right again. And we get to that moment where it seems like Monica's actually starting to get through to, uh, to Wanda. And Wanda seems to be lowering her guard and is starting to, to listen to reason. All of a sudden, Agatha is looking through her windows. Well, it's it's Agnes. Ag- it's Agnes. Okay. It's not Agatha yet, but it, it becomes Agatha. So, Agnes is looking through a window. She walks over there and she says, Don't worry, Wanda. You don't have to worry about that. And basically leads her away. And Monica just kind of watches, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't she go after her? And given the, all the knowledge that Monica Rambeau has, right? She knows about, she knows the identity of a lot of the people within the Hex, right? They had their picture. They had an ID. She doesn't know who, who Agnes is. She has no idea. So wouldn't she think that it was a little weird to be off script for Agnes and to take Wanda away from a situation that nobody else seems to be taking Wanda away from? I think that was a problem that I had. It just seemed too, like a little too campy. There are just some things that didn't quite line up for me and I, I have a problem with that. And I hope they can fix it in episodes 8 and 9. So then it goes through, and uh, Wanda goes over to Agnes' house, and she goes down the basement because that's where Agnes says that Tommy and Billy are, which is really creepy because you know we don't know where her sons are. She goes down there, and all of a sudden the aspect ratio changes. You know, it goes from a full screen to like a, a more narrow screen, which is supposed to be. I people are saying it's the real world and the fake world. I don't think it is. I think it's partially the real world, but I also think it's partially when uh, Wanda has her guard down and she's more aware of what's going on, and she's more. She's not living in her fake reality. She's living in, you know, she's present in that moment. I think that's what happens. And basically, it goes on and, and Agnes, who she's like, my name is Agatha Harkness. You know, it's, do you think you're the only person in Westview with magical powers? And she, you know, it goes like this, purple magic comes out, gets Wanda. It seems like Wanda's kind of under some type of mind control at this point. So we have that going on. It's a dark like fortress type thing. There's a book that's uh, gleaming with magic, you know, in the background, a little dark, a little, little ominous, pretty good. Um, but again, like it's, it wasn't that surprising, you know, everyone anticipated that Catherine Hahn was the big bad, which leads me to probably my, my theory at this point as to why they did this. I think Marvel's not dumb, right? I think that they knew that we would think that she was the big, the, the big bad, right? I, there's no one else that, and plus it's it's the actress, we don't know who it is. We we know that the actress is really important, so therefore we would know that she would play a bigger role than just some side character within this show. So that makes me question, who is the potential big bad of this show and who's going to be the main character that we see revealed later on that Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen have, have talked about if it's not going to be Quicksilver? Yeah. Uh, also there's a end credit scene in this episode of, of, uh, of WandaVision episode seven with, uh, Monica Rambeau going to the basement, opening it up and Quicksilver goes over there and he's like, Snooper's going to snoop. It's like 10 seconds long, not much about it, but it does show that Quicksilver is still around and most likely being controlled by, uh, by Agatha Harkness who, after she, uh, shows the audience who she is, she has this mini, I guess, uh, <laughs> You know, theme song. It was Agatha all along. Kind of played to the Munsters, the 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 sitcom from like the I think the '70s. Kind of, kind of like the the Adams Family, but a little bit different. And it kind of shows that she was behind a lot of the things that was going on. She was the person who seemed to be controlling Quicksilver when he talked to uh, Wanda when she opened the door. A couple other instances, the one involved with the the magical act, all that stuff. So, but I mean, we're not surprised. You know, we're we're not shocked that that's that's what that is. We kind of knew that Catherine Hahn was going to be that person. So it's not a shock. It makes me think that there's got to be someone else at play here. There are two episodes left. They wouldn't show the villain this early on. I think that besides Hayward being a villain, because Hayward definitely wants to weaponize vision. I have a feeling the main villain is either going, I think it's I don't think it's going to be Mephisto. I don't think it's going to be Mephisto at all. I think it's actually going to be nightmare. Okay. Nightmare is supposed to be the main villain in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And in that movie, Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch are supposed to be a duo going up against Nightmare in that film through the multiverse. So I think Nightmare might be controlling Agatha Harkness to be able to do his bidding via her and her magic while controlling Wanda, just kind of making them aware and kind of opening up the multiverse. I think that's what the purpose of this show is. And I'm kind of actually spitballing it as I'm I'm doing the pod right now. I haven't really put a ton of thought into it, but it kind of makes sense like, Ag- Agatha Harkness can't probably open up multi- the multiverse on her own because she just has magical powers, but she has the ability to control Wanda, who has the power to create the mul- or to open up the multiverse, which will allow Nightmare, who's a, a main villain in the, in the Marvel comics, to do his bidding and do what he has to do. Meaning that you know, in, in uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's going to be Doctor Strange and Wanda trying to get get the multiverse situated again and normalized. So that way, nightmare doesn't win. I think that's the only thing that's gonna make sense in this show. I, I, but then again, I hope that's not right because I don't want to be able to predict this stuff all the time. You know, the only reason why I'm decent at it, I read a lot, I watch a lot of videos, and I know these comics, I know these movies. So I'm hoping that's not it, but I have there's a good, I think there's a good chance that it, that it is it. And secondly, I am not giving up hope that we're not gonna see you know Reed Richards and John Krasinski playing Reed Richards. I really think that Marvel is smart, and they're going to give us exactly the casting that the fans want. You got to remember this, and I was talking to my friend about this. The Marvel Cinematic Universe needs a couple big-name actors to kind of lead this next phase, right? We have Chris Hemsworth. We have Chris Pratt. We have a couple other guys, but we lost Chris Evans. We lost Robert Downey Jr. We lost Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I'm sure in some capacity they'll be involved maybe on a project or here and there in the MCU going forward. But we need a bankable and, and and of course I I can't believe I forgot we lost Chadwick Boseman you know rest in peace Chadwick Boseman if you haven't had a chance yet please check out the uh, R I P Chadwick Boseman podcast episode that I have on the pod um, it's it I filmed that I think fifteen to twenty minutes after I learned of Chadwick's uh, uh, you know death because of cancer uh, just some of the things that he meant to to people who watched his movies how an amazing of an actor he was how good of a human being that he was. Um, It just goes into kind of my thoughts about what I thought about Chadwick uh, or Mr. Bozeman. I don't want to be disrespectful, Mr. Bozeman. And uh, if you want, give that a listen. If it's something you might be into, uh, just somebody's just raw emotion, raw thoughts about a a beloved actor and somebody gone way too soon. Um, But going back into it, I think that it's, Marvel definitely needs to get another big time actor to be engulfed in the MCU going forward. Just for the box office. You know, obviously this past year, nobody was going to films nobody was going to the movie theaters and because of that studios have lost a lot of money marvel hasn't lost money but i know for a fact they're going to want to make sure that their movies are bankable moving forward and why wouldn't you want to have a very bankable name like john Krasinski, who kills it in the jack ryan show on amazon who's who you know made, makes his own uh, well, I, can't, I can't remember that movie it's the one with, where they the the monsters are out of the quiet place the quiet place i don't know i'm bad i don't watch horror movies so to me it's it's just another horror movie people love it right I'm not gonna pretend that I've seen it, but people love it. People say he's really good in it, and he's really you know he's a smart guy. He's creative. Uh, he wrote that. He directed it. So it's it's he's he's a very talented guy. So why wouldn't you want somebody like that bankable, and you know somebody who can sell tickets and obviously give you a great performance as Mister Fantastic? So I'm hoping that we still get that. On the off chance we don't, I think there are a couple other people that we need to narrow this down to. It could be Magneto. I know I talked about that early on the pod. It could be Magneto. I don't think it will be. But I would love to see Michael Fassbender, uh, Michael Fassbender's Magneto somehow make his way into the show and into the MCU. That'd be great. Could be Professor X. That's a possibility. So if there's Professor X, Magneto will show up at some point or another. Uh, Could be uh, Spider-Man, but I don't think it's going to be. It's got to be a character that we haven't seen before at all. So I think that the possibilities are very limited. Um, But as a fan, I'd love to see... You know John Krasinski's as uh, Reed Richards entered the MCU and enter WandaVision. So overall, guys, episode seven was a big letdown for me. I mean, it's a lot of things that I kind of already predicted. I already saw coming. I didn't like the creation of uh, Monica Rambeau into a superhero. I thought it was campy. I thought how they displayed some of the uh, the show was kind of kind of campy. The cartoon that they had or the uh, the commercial that they had midway through. Uh, a little too on the nose for me. I wasn't super thrilled about that. It doesn't seem like there's a lot more of a deeper dive like we had the previous you know week. The week before was amazing. Episode 6 where we had the Halloween episode with everything that was going on with that. With Quicksilver and it was creepy and all that and all that intrigue and everything. This episode felt kind of like a filler for me. It felt like a midway station before we get to the, the final act of this show. And I'm hoping that that's correct and I'm hoping that that's right. Because I am excited for the remainder of this show. I just hope that it's not as predictable as episode seven was. You know, I we all knew Agatha was, Agnes was really Agatha Harkness and she was, had a little bit of control over Wanda. We all knew that, uh, and then, you know, we we all knew that uh, Monica Rambeau was going to get powers. I just wish she would have gotten her powers in a better way and we knew more about her character and we gave more shit, more of a shit about who she was. It just seems like they're kind of giving anybody powers, you know? And I, I don't think that that's great. I don't think, you, I think that... They really need to earn powers in the MCU. They're not a ton of superheroes. So they gave this individual powers. I just felt like we needed more Monica Rambeau doing Monica Rambeau things before we gave her powers and had her doing photon things, if that makes sense. Um, I know it's, it's, it's not a take for everybody, but that's how I took it. And um, I don't know, I'm don't i excited for Episode 8, Episode 9. And I heard that the potential of Episode 10, like a secret episode, which I don't really buy. Marvel's not about secrets. Um, Granted, they do have a week in between Episode 9 and Falcon uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 1. So there is a week in between there, which has no show. So maybe we'll get something there. I don't know. But you guys, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you disagree with me at any point, please comment down below on YouTube. DM me on my Instagram. Comment on my Instagram page. It's at cam.cast, K-A-M dot K-A-S-T. As always, please make sure you're following. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button, hit the notifications button, so that way you guys are privy to anytime I'm uploading new content. Uh, gonna try to start getting more content out there. I, I got a got a couple sports pods I actually want to start talking about because there's a couple good sports things that are coming up that I think are really interesting uh, that I really want to talk about. So, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for joining in the conversations, and uh, you know that's that's pretty much all I got. Peace and love. Thanks.